Fight! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Franken Culture Frankensteiner Wrestling Podcast. As always, I am your host, I am Martin, and as always, again, I am joined by my two cohorts. I have from Maryland, Cliff the Big Red Dog, and hailing out of Detroit Rock City, we have the <laughs> Jubaka. Yay! Hey. No cl- hey. Yep, okay, cool. <laughs> Cliff, how have you been? I'm good. Uh, yeah. Just got done with a photo shoot for my clothing company, and now I'm like here. Yep, Serotonics. and now I'm here. Uh, you know, getting ready for this podcast. <laughs> Ju, Juju B, Juju B, not uh, the drag queen, not the drag queen. No, oh god, but I wish. At least. <laughs> Justice. At here. least in my life. Honestly, that's all I've been doing lately. It's been so cold in Michigan lately, so I've been oh, like, yeah, you went all Eskimo on us because you, yeah, polar vortex came not, in. Yeah, you've had to. Yeah, not be you outside. you literally sent me a message and told me not to go outside, and it was good news because I I didn't plan on it anyway. So we had great <laughs> great we had great thinking when the, when the negatives were when the high was like negative three. I'm like, oh, so she doesn't go outside. She doesn't go outside right now. She doesn't. She but yeah, no, literally it's just been inside trying to, to, to warm up and what you're uh, watching wrestling and drag queens. That's about it. Literally. Good life. <laughs> it's, it's been a peaceful life. Well, oh, peaceful, right. I don't know, but you know. All right. Well, uh, we have a special guest. Thanks to uh, our wonderful, fine connections. We have Justin here. He is, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's okay if I am, co-founder of WCF out of Baltimore, Maryland. Thank you. That is correct. Thank you, guys. I'm happy to be here. Welcome, welcome. Thank you for coming on and um, giving us some insight. Uh, So since you you were kind of – talking with Cliff and everything like that through whatever connections it is. Um, how did you get started with, you know, being a co-founder of a wrestling company, a, a independent scene, so to speak? You, you, you're running what part of, you're pretty much running all of Baltimore. You're, you're tied, you're competing with other people. Like what's going on? What, what's that mindset? Uh, yeah, we're based in the Baltimore area. So Baltimore, I don't know if you're familiar with the area. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a count the county area. That's where we concentrate because really, there's no wrestling here. So it was a nice big open hole for us to come in and do some cool stuff. That's good. That's good. And uh, yeah. so now that you don't have any, like, so any competition, anything else like that that's around you that just sparked an idea to do it? Uh yeah. There's uh three other uh, indie promotions here in uh, Maryland. But for whatever reason, I, I don't know, I don't know the reasonings behind it, but I noticed that over time, they were kind of, I would say, okay, they're going over here, they're going over here, they're going over here, but no one's coming here. I wonder why that is. It's a big, open, unserved area. And it was like, well, there's a lot of wrestling fans here, so let's bring some wrestling to Baltimore. 
I mean, when the, when when you see a need and you you don't see the the product being provided to you, you might as well do it, right? Exactly. Awesome. And that was the mindset behind it. So, uh, what is so you're you're running WCF in Baltimore? What's what's your uh, your end goal for the promotion? The end goal is I want to basically what well, you know. Uh, Getting into wrestling, we're in the midst of a boom period here in wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Everyone is, there's never been as many opportunities, you know, in the past that there are now today. Thank you, Internet. And I just want to, exactly, thank you, Internet. And what I want WCF to be is that gateway into the wrestling world. To know that, hey, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to look a certain way. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to be six to to be a ref. You love it. You got the passion. Come on in. Let's give it a try. Right. So I, I mean, really just want to, I just really want to be that, that gateway, that introduction into the wrestling industry I and mean, hopefully have, have our guys go off and do bigger and better things. So but everyone now, needs a start, and I want WCF to be that start. Yeah, Baltimore's a pretty big city. It's like one of the, like what one of the top twenty most populated cities in the country. I I don't know, Cliff. You're gonna have to tell me that one. But you know, Baltimore's a pretty popular city in the country and everything like that. And to to see you know hear you saying you know there was a giant hole like missing from you know local indie wrestling out of a huge city, a huge market like Baltimore. It's kind of shocking. It's good that you're doing that, and, you know, uh, I can't completely speak for Julie, but for someone who is kind of ostracized and uh, on the outskirts of being an, an outsider, so to speak, uh, definitely the whole bring anybody in, you know, get be like this, what, family atmosphere, introduction to wrestling, you know, that you want to be and just grow from there. I can't, I really can dig that. Well, no, you could totally yeah. speak for me, too, because that's roughly where I'm at. I mean, I look at it this way. I think it's a great idea that you're doing – promotion where there's a hole because I know and I grew I personally grew up with the family that's always been wrestling fans great grandmother went to wrestling events through slippers mm-hmm. at the bad guys kind of thing oh geez so, yo yeah like so awesome. um, to be able to have an opportunity for a kid that sees it on the television to go like oh I need more so then they see their local shows. That gives them that opportunity to go see, like, okay, let me go see some local guys. Maybe this is something I want. So that's pretty cool. Um, as far as like, um, how many how many shows have you guys done? As like, I don't know much about your promotion being up here in the mitten. So, well, how many like shows have you guys done, or are you guys really just really getting going? We're really getting going. Okay. Like, uh, the funny, the funny thing is, WCF. We started out, we started out backyard. I'm sure you, everyone knows oh, professional yeah. wrestlers. Like ninety percent <laughs> of them did backyard wrestling. I don't care. Oh what yeah, they tell someone's you. someone's been on a trampoline or some shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we started out backyard. The the crazy stuff we did it, and I just wanted to take that forward. I was like, I love this. I really love this, but I want to make my own thing. I don't want to just be in the WWE or in Impact or Ring of Honor. Right. I want to create my own. 
So we've been running unofficially for a long time. But right now, you know, professionally on the independent level, we're just getting started. Okay. Hey, everybody's got a beginning. The fact, though, that their drive is there is the most important. Like you said, this is a really good time, this boom period, for everybody to kind of really get their get their goings in the in the business. It is a really good time to start, so. It's something that he said, though, that kind of really brought it to me, and it, it brings everything full circle. And it's funny because, like, we met actually at my gym and then we met a couple of times outside, like during our work functions and stuff. And the one thing that he keeps saying that's consistent is that he wants WCF to be the beginning point for everybody. Right. And that's like such a huge thing because like so many people are like, I want to just, I just want to wrestle for WWE and I don't want anything else. And they're, right. like, they're not willing. They're, they're always like not willing to want to do like the little things. And it's so cool to see someone say, no, we're going to be your jump off, or we want you to grow and be a talent here, train here. And it's just, it's an awesome thing to see. So that's what his, you, when you guys meet Justin, like his energy is just on a form. You're like, man, like I got to be around someone like this because idea that, hey, he's, he's pushing out, he wants to push out great product. It just, it just shows that. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the funny thing is, yeah, like like Cliff said, we met at the gym. I actually, I had a John Cena shirt on, I believe. <laughs> and I think he noticed it. And he tapped me and he's like, oh, yeah, John Cena, I love wrestling. <laughs> and then we got the chatting and I was, I was telling him. But, yeah, that's really just my big drive. I just really, I really love wrestling. I wanted to give it a try. But I didn't want to, I didn't want to just do it, just be a wrestler. I felt right. like there was more that I could do. No, that's really cool. You want to be the person that gives the opportunity to the wrestler, which there's exactly. not a lot of people out there that want to do it. Also, the idea of not wanting to be the next WWE or the next NJ, you know, that is a, that wanting to be very much your own thing is really awesome because there's, I've seen a lot of promotions come and go. The little ones out there like, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be like the next whatever. I'm like, how about you be the next you? You know, so exactly. it's really cool that you kind of have that carved out in your mind of like, hey, uh, we want to be the jumping off period for you to be able to figure out who you are and grow with us and then go from there. Because that sometimes those are the those are the 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 most endearing promotions because they've had wrestlers like start them out and then they end up becoming very much a part of who that promotion is. So, yeah, absolutely. That's really exciting. It's really exciting. Yeah, so because you, no one's, no one's going to... Yes, I do wrestle as well. What's your, what's uh, my your ring name? My ring name is Chris Idol. Chris Idol. Not related to Idol Stevens or anything like that, right? No, no, no really. <laughs> Although I think he's awesome. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> So, uh, how many matches have you, aside from you know, find, you know, being a co-founder for this this uh, promotion, how often are you getting in the ring with your guys? Oh, I'm I'm deep in the trenches. I'm right there putting in the work with them, in the ring, out the ring. So, in other words, what you're saying is you're going to take Cliff one day when you're at the gym, just take him to your ring and like start body slamming them and everything, showing them how it's how, what the pain's really like. 
I could totally do that. If Absolutely. <laughs> if that shit ain't live stream. I want, um, yeah, Julie wants it. Go I want it. Then. I will come back to you guys with the full-on report. Yes, uh, I have someone that better be on Instagram. You better do live stream. Mindcliff that would love to see that. Katie, Uh, (laughs) that's precisely what I was thinking too about why it needs to be live stream. Yep, I know Katie will be right there, front row, like saying, "Yes, do it again, do it again." So um, he he hurt my feelings. He said, "Fuck Johnny Gargano." That's why he needs to get body slammed. Oh, god! Oh, god! Insult to injury if you body slam him wearing a Johnny Gargano shirt. Oh, please do. (laughs) (laughs) Insult to injury. (laughs) Getting getting into a little bit of now, you you're running a promotion. You're in the trenches with your guys and everything else like that. With uh, WWE, Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, a- and now AEW, uh, kind of just in the spotlight. You know, I hate to say it, you know, even though, like, we have vast availability to wrestling because of the internet, like we were discussing before, um, it's kind of stale right now, the major promotions, the major products. What is your take mm-hmm. as a promoter, an owner, a wrestler yourself, on like kind of the state because I, I feel like it kind of like the way the direction, you know, these top brands go can either help or hinder the business. And so from your point of view, what's it like with WWE, you know, kind of not producing? Uh, it, it is a little frustrating. Um, I can look at things, you know, I look at things a little bit differently than the average fan, because like I said, I, you know, I'm trying to, start up a company of my own. But what I, my strategy is I try to think about, I try to take it to the very basics. I, I try to look at it from a fan perspective and I sit there and I think, okay, what attracted me to wrestling when I first got into it? What were the things that I liked? What caught my attention? Right. Yeah. You know, like what, what was it? Like, was it the characters where the storylines would be it, and I made I made a list of all the things that I personally liked as a fan, and then I made a separate list that comprised of things that other promotions weren't doing that I thought they could do to make the product more interesting. And it wasn't right. anything great. There were a lot of little things, <clears throat> little focuses, like oh, these guys they don't really do. So maybe I can give this a try. Right. And I found that combining those two strategies made for the most effective product. Mm-hmm. And another thing is that not only do the fans have to enjoy what they're watching, but I feel like the wrestlers as well should enjoy what they're producing. Right. That that seems like the biggest problem right now uh, I've noticed with uh, some of the higher end promotions that I mean, let's call it out WWE. It seems like the day the wrestlers aren't enjoying what they're doing anymore, which is making the fans not enjoy it, which everybody's not enjoying it. And what the hell are you doing there if you're not enjoying it? Exactly. It's hard to get the fans into something if the wrestlers themselves aren't completely into it. Yeah. 
Yeah. It translates. It translates. Cliff, you were going to say something. What was it? Oh, I was just thinking to myself, like, you know, it's it's funny how, like, WWE has that problem. And then all of a sudden, like, they're they're finding, you know, like, people are going to AEW. And people are excited for AEW. Where, like, AEW's only had, like, um, like they only had all in. You're seeing that everybody's hyped about like double or nothing because like, mm-hmm. the wrestlers enjoy enjoying what's going on and like every, you can just feel the energy change. Oh, when you right. See live stream the Jacksonville show. I mean, Marty, you were there. Oh you my god! Yourself, like how much energy was like coming from the crowd every it, time somebody new showed up? Yeah, no, it was just it was yeah. just like even waiting in line because like the event started like what five six. I was in line at like two thirty three o'clock. And I was already, like, with one of the first 50 there with one of my friends. And um, it was palpable. Like, just having the energy there of something new and exciting with, you know, knowing that Cody, uh, I'm drawing a blank, the Young Bucks, Cody, Hangman Page, and I'm thinking, SoCal and Center, that's what I was missing. Um, they, you know, I don't want to say they're omnipotent, but they pay attention to online. And right. With what, with what, you know, Chris, Justin, you, what you were saying, um, the, the, the wrestlers gotta be having fun and gotta have like input with, you know, the characters that they're trying to produce where they want to go in, in some aspects as well. They have to be having fun with it too. And in order for, you know, when they're having fun and they're producing a product that they enjoy, you know, with the characters that they're creating or have created, it translates into, you know, fans seeing it and catching the fever as well. And, you know, with WWE, it's it, it's there, kind of, but it's not there. And with what I felt at AEW was a resurgence of, like, this is something that's going to be good because you could tell the care is in the right spots of where, with, with where it's going to be going. I mean, clearly, we're we're really counting our chickens before they hatch, but yeah, yeah. I, I kind of feel gonna, like... I said this to my younger sister, it's really gonna suck if everybody's like, woo, yeah, and like, it fails within a year. I, I'm I, good I, at I'll that. feel bad because that, I... Oh, it'd be so horrible. I would feel so bad because I, like, I talked about this with my best friends, I have this wish for AEW to do so well because it's Dusty's son. Um, just the yeah. fact that they're, they're in two. I, I, well, it's specifically having, for me, it's specifically Dusty's son. Dusty's my boy. Forever, forever. God bless the American, God bless the American dream. So every time I see Cody, I'm like, boy, I hope this goes so well for you. And then just with their connection, yeah. Going back with with the connection that they have with their characters and the fun yeah. that they're having, they're, it's going to translate. I, I fully believe it's going to translate. It's going to be successful, despite what all the naysayers going to be, because it's Cody and blah 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 blah, and the cons in Jacksonville. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. I think it's going to be fine. Well, I mean, once they also had Omega come out and was like, "Yo, I'm I'm executive VP at all." You're getting stuff. ahead. So, well, okay. Well, sorry. Uh, yeah, way Whatever. ahead. Um, well, whatever we are talking about, AEW, we ain't going in, we are not going in order. Every time we talk about going in order, shit gets out of order. So deal. The deal. Anyways, 
with that option on there, that's going to make it that that's what also makes more people go, okay, we have more options now. Right. That's why I'm, you know, so clap back at y'all with bringing up early bitches. There was a reason. Um, (laughs) I mean, we've discussed it before competition and, and, uh, Justin, by all means, you know, interject at any time, uh, competition, you know, breeds a better product. I mean, that's happened with the attitude era and everything else like that. So Monday night wars, competition is very important. Yeah. Because when you don't have competition, you get complacent. Right. Um, Mick Foley, actually, on the uh, the Attitude Era DVD that WWE produced, Mick Foley had an interesting quote that spoke to me when he was speaking about why WWE, why he thinks WWE cooled off when the Attitude Era ended. And he said, well, you don't quite run as fast when no one's chasing you. I remember. I've watched that DVD. Yes, I remember that quote. It's a, it's that a, it's a good point. always spoke with me. And it's I said, a good point, That's though. right. It is. It's an excellent point, and it always spoke to me because I was like, "He's right." You know, if I'm outside and I'm and someone says "run," I'm going to run a certain pace. I'm going to run a comfortable pace. But if someone's chasing me, I'm going to run much faster, much harder. Right. And I think WWE hasn't had any competition since WCW closed down. Yeah, because Impact don't fucking count. They don't. They they have been far ahead number one for so long that mm-hmm. I think yeah. they got complacent because they don't know what it's like to have competition. Exactly. I don't think that there's anybody in the company creative creative wise uh, anymore aside from maybe you know Paul, Stephanie, Vince, Kevin Dunn, maybe Michael Cole. I, I doubt there are very the. There's a lot of people who remember what it's like to be in that heavy competitive do or die mentality to create the best product to con- to create these compelling stories week by week, you know, with, you know, a vast roster. Let's just admit the Attitude Era, they probably had a bigger roster than what they do now. And they were still able to do so much more. Raw was only two hours. They only had, you know, SmackDown is two hours and then maybe Heat and Velocity. If even Velocity was around then, I don't even remember. But they were able to do it then because of competition. Now it's all like, oh, it's really hard to produce three three hour shows, two hour shows. I'm like, you did it before. Almost like, oh, <laughs> no, you didn't because you weren't around then. You didn't have to scrape and claw and worry right. about your job because you didn't have competition. Now it's just you're complacent, so you're lazy, so you don't want to do it because you don't have anybody chasing your ass. Right. Yeah, the motivation isn't there. And that's the piss. I think that's, I think as a wrestling fan, knowing, again, this is the love-hate relationship of being a wrestling fan, that (laughs) we know the quality that has been produced before, also from the smaller, you know, the minor leagues, the independents, everything, we know the quality that can be produced with a much less budget. So there's really no excuse. I mean, right. getting these excuses from like Road Dog and all, you know, people producing uh-huh. that used to be wrestlers that are active on social media. And it's like, bruh. I think what's annoying about it too is the fact that what ends up being the frustrating part is they get comfortable in their storytelling, quote unquote, but they don't challenge the wrestling anymore. So like, oh, we're going to put some weird, stupid script out and we're going to do a bunch of these segments 
and we're not going to feature the wrestling anymore. And that's what's also pulling away fans because I see that a lot. Like, oh, okay, so we're just going to kill 45 minutes of crap right now? Oh, okay, I thought this was wrestling. I thought I was going to see some people in the ring. Oh, okay. That's not helping WWE either right now, specifically them. So you, you don't work with the talent you have. You're not challenging in them, and then you're not showcasing what they can do. No wonder why people want to bounce. Yeah. No wonder why people are looking for other product. No wonder why with a with AEW and then you know with New Japan, ROH, all these other different ones, the local promotions. Because I know uh, there's more and more local promotions that are getting more and more fans coming because of this peaked interest of wanting to find something else. And if WWE isn't careful, AEW might be a real big threat. Because it's getting well, I mean, real tiring to watch sometimes. I talked about that fatigue the other day in the chat. Yeah, but I mean... I agree 100%. Look at look at the fan interest, right? So even though, like, and we're... It's not like I'm trying to jump ahead, right? Just kind of a viewer point of ship. But there wasn't really any strict competition going on Tuesday night, right? Other than the State right. of the Union, right? But 1.89 million viewers were reported for SmackDown. And SmackDown is the better show of the two, let's be mm-hmm. honest. But if you can't even get people interested in your better show, trust those fans. Like, we're still probably seeing 3.0, 3, maybe 2.9 million for Raw, but it's just insane to think that you are now under 2 million views by people, like, regarding SmackDown, which... If you watch, any, if you talk to anybody, they're going to tell you that SmackDown's the better show. And it's just crazy that we're watching people just not want to watch because they're tired of what the WWE product mm-hmm. is. That's really what it is. Like, yeah. there's that fatigue that goes on. Like, I talked about it with um, the authority storylines that always happen. And then there, 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 there's a lot of repeat storylines that they don't even repackage. Like, in a way to where you don't even notice that it's a repeat. It's just like, okay, hey, let's put the same crap out, and we're just going to interchange who the wrestler is, and we're going to maybe change the gender of a wrestler, maybe not. We might add another slap in or two. Oh, there might be a belt or not. But, I mean, it's very little of that changes, and you're like, oh, my God, I've seen this 900 times. I just want to go see it gets. That's why I was saying. There's a fatigue that sets in sometimes, and you're like, dude, like, please challenge me. Please challenge me as a fan. Please, like, make it to where I didn't... Oh, I had... You know, back in the day when we had some moments where, like... Oh, I had... uh, I'm hoping after WrestleMania, with this whole rumored contract, it sparks that whole will-they-won't-they-sign thing that happened back in the day with WCW and WWF at the time. Because that was fun. You didn't know what was going on. I kind of want that. Because there needs to be a little something different. And if it's finding out who's going to go to to this promotion. Seeing other promotions get a rise. I'm hoping that kind of happens. Because like I said. It's getting like the repetitiveness is starting to get really exhausting. And a lot of people are going to try to... 
blame that complacency and the monotony and the the wrench repeat wrench repeat control what we used to say way back when Cliff when we started this it was what control C control V copy paste control C control yeah. V yeah. yeah we we did that um you know and it's still a consistent complaint because of the consistent issue that they keep doing um yeah. AEW is hopefully going to shake some stuff up because they've got the budget. So hopefully we'll see some big people jump over and really bring some excitement in because it's like if someone big, like rumors are saying, like Randy Orton, he doesn't need the money and, you know, he's been in the business for so long, his contract's up soon. Apparently he's mulling it over. Dude, I would, I would, I said this to my younger sister, I would love if Orton went over because... Uh, he go be he, he he can totally be that asshole bad guy over at AEW no problem, but it also frees up that role for somebody in WWE. And then that way he can evolve his character to something that's different yeah. from what WWE is letting exactly. Him do. He can make his own kind of again. What what would that do for the wrestler, Justin? Make him happier. What would that do for the product? It make it better. I feel exactly. the theme and trend coming. <laughs> Exactly. Plus, someone like Randy hopping over to AEW, it gives AEW more credibility with a right. main with the mainstream audience. Because oh, yeah. the, I mean, AEW, the AEW roster they've announced so far, we decent. know they're fantastic. It, it, yeah. They're, they're yeah. great wrestlers. But from a mainstream perspective, uh, the average wrestling fan that only really knows WWE, there's no one really there that's going to make them go. Except for Jericho, that they would recognize. But even though I love Jericho, I think he's fantastic. Jericho's positioning in WWE was only but so high. Right. Yeah. So he's not to the mainstream. He's not like a, oh my gosh, Jericho's in AEW. I got to check this out. It's like, oh, Jericho's there. Oh, that's cool. That's where he ended up. But someone like Orton, that's like you said, he's been in WWE for so long. He's a recognizable name. Definitely very decorated. Yeah. Very decorated. You hear. Oh, Randy Orton, he works at AEW. You're like, oh, he left WWE and he works there? Okay, let me check this out. Right. Well, one of my best friends and I were talking about it too, about it would make sense for Orton to go over because then you started looking at the the whole legacy family stuff because Orton, his family, Dusty's family. I can't remember. There was another wrestler. I can't remember who it is, and I'll probably remember after the podcast. Biasi. Yeah, it, that wasn't who and it then, was. There's another. There was a somebody else, but that too. There was somebody Utica. else that there was a, a discussion about another legacy family, and I'm like, yeah, no. I mean, it makes sense that anybody the Rotundas. Who, yeah, that's who I was thinking of. That's who I was thinking of. Um, as well, yeah. Oh uh, yeah, Samoan. Yeah, anybody. <laughs> but it makes sense why you know there anybody that is a legacy family product would look at AEW as a viable option because when you look at Cody, you look at him and you know, okay, we, of course this is the cons pro, pro you know, it's their production, whatever, but it's Cody. Okay. Let's be real. He's the one that's really going to steer this thing. He's probably you know, very much the brainchild behind it. All. Exactly. I, 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 you know, I let's be real. He might not be the bank, big bank roller, but he's, he's the dude. Okay. Let's be real. Anybody that know that has ever worked with, with the, with that family, 
is going to be able to go. I know I can work with Cody. I know you can go work with Cody. We should because they know the, the work ethic that he has. The fact that there was always the discussion that he was talking about, about doing a wrestling associ- you know, a wrestling, uh, um, association for the, for like a union. He had, he was the one, one of the people talking about it because he wants wrestlers to get taken care of. Yep. Anybody that's worked around that family that has different, they can go, you know what? That's a good promotion to work with because I know Cody is thinking not just about how much money I'm going to make off this product. He's also, he's thinking about, do you like the product? Are you having fun? Are we putting out good product? Are you taking care of? Well, yeah. Are you taking care of? You and know, those are like, important questions to answer, to ask. Exactly. And you don't want to just go, am I putting something out? Because anybody can do that. I mean, that's like three ring circus shit right there. When you look at, am I putting it out and does the, the performer enjoy it? And are they taken care of enough that the next time they go out, they do a great job, if not better? That's a company you want to work for. And that's what I think we're going to get with Cody. I honestly do because of just how the boy was raised. Cliff, you're quiet. Speak, child. I'm enjoying this conversation. That's why I'm quiet. <laughs> I agree. Like the thing that the thing that AEW is missing is they're missing those like Yeah, you have Kenny Omega, you have the Young Bucks, you have Cody. We've already mentioned those guys. Um but you need and, and you need that solidness where you know, someone like Andy Orton brings like a lot of experience, but you know, we kind of we've kind of left out Dean. Right? So Dean Ambrose, who right now you could say like he's a little past his his peakness of what like where all the stuff was coming back to uh-huh. to him for him. So for him to cross over and be an AEW really like bolsters that roster a lot more. And there's gonna be obviously more wrestlers that that'll come out. Maybe like a you know Johnny Impact or Johnny Morrison or whatever he's going by nowadays. Uh, what do you want to call him? Yeah. It's just he's <laughs> he has that ability to come over and he can bolster up that roster as well. And I know like there's a whole situation going on right now with um Lucha Underground where Town's not quite sure. I, I, you know, it's funny because I'd really like to see like Dominic, uh, Gutierrez, uh, Rey Mysterio's kid, yeah. like get brought over to AEW. It's just, Yo, it's, isn't it's he really... wrestling? Is mm-hmm. he wrestling? Yeah. Ha. He, so that's a, he getting back into wrestling was, only because Rey Mysterio went to WWE. Like, Rey wanted his kid, he wanted, his son wanted to get into wrestling. So he wanted him to train at the Performance Center. And the only way, it was like in part of his deal, like, for Rey to come back was to have Dominic, uh, get into the Performance Center and start training. So that's what he's doing. It is just, it would just be cool to see, like, a lot of family legacies as well. Not, I guess not a lot of family legacies, just like a few of them, you know. But then you get all this new crop of talent in. And I really like the idea that, and and this will be something we also talk on, right, for AEW. I just really like the fact that Cody and the Young Bucks, like, you can send the messages out on Twitter or Instagram. Wherever you get a hold of them, you can get a hold of them and tell them, hey, why don't you come check out the show and check out a couple of wrestlers that we have. And they'll come. And they've been to different shows. Like, you see them pop up at, like, random yeah. arenas for, like, uh Northeast Wrestling Federation, which I didn't even know was like a thing. And like there they were. Well now like, you talking do about how great Yeah. Thanks to those guys. And that's what I'm uh-huh. saying. Like 
random events all the time and it's so cool and then you're like now you're getting this ability to buy a bigger name and then you get to showcase your talent and it's just i don't know i like the fact that AEW's starting from the ground up and just like really bolstering their roster so it's it's, it's fun to watch right if this makes sense it kind of reminds me of like um other sports where you're like oh they're recruiting where they going? Oh, I'm gonna check out that. I better check out that promotion. I never heard of. Them. Apparently, they recruited like three people. They bring blue people. Like it also gives fans a chance to because we got the internet nowadays. It's not like back in the day when it was the you know the whole Monday Night Wars where the internet was just really freaking starting. You know now there's Instagram and Twitter and Twitch and all this other crap. Now with them going to these other promotions. It makes it to where, like, oh, I heard they signed three people from this one. Oh, let's go check out their Facebook. Let's just check out their YouTube. Let's go check out this. Oh, hey, I took a vacation while I was there. I went and checked out that promotion not because I was in town. Like, it gives the opportunity for other promotions on top of it, not just their own. It gives everybody exactly. a chance to kind of, like, all grow. Because WWE, let's be real, has been, like, the, the greedy older sibling that's like, um... Oh, here when they got like that big ass bag of candy and they give you one and they're like there you go Mm -hmm. there you go whereas like this promotion's like everybody pinata let's all have fun which is what's needed because it it is gonna help with that complacency we were talking about because when you have somebody holding all the cards it gets really effing boring when they're like, okay, so we're going to do the same thing. Now when everybody's getting a chance, you get to find new people, new promotions, new things, new styles. It, 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 it's going to make the business itself better. And what I also like too, and you, you brought it up, right? About, um, about like YouTube and stuff. It's funny because like, like I love WWE wrestling, right? And then I know, like, obviously we know about AEW. I just started getting to New Japan. NXT was it really introduced to me last year. And I know it's a WWE brand, but it was really introduced to me. But, like, it's funny now because, like, I start watching, like, I catch myself watching other promotions because I'm like, mm-hmm. I want to know what happened. I want to see this. I want to see that. Like, last year we talked, we joked about it. Will Ospreay, Ricochet, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Matt Seidel versus the young bucks and it's like that was a match and i missed it (laughs) (laughs) you go back and you watch it and you're just like jesus man this was like this match was fire like how do we miss it like i'm telling you right now like and this is going to be something that it it has nothing to do with it it's crazy um so i watch so i listened to wrestle talk and luke was talking about um, a, a promotion and I had no idea. He shared a promotion on his Twitter. I followed it. It was Prince Devlin versus Volta. And I was like, I didn't even know this was a match. And now I really want to. And it was only talk about this match in the sense that there's a bigger match coming before it. And I was like, yo, that match has got like the promotion video had my mind blown. It's like, when is this promotion? Oh, what is this promotion? When does this fit event happen? And how can I watch it? All thanks to the internet and YouTube. Right. I was like, yo heels about this 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 main event and i was like i know nothing <laughs> <laughs> well it's it, yeah that's also the fun part about being a new fan too to anything not just like wrestling that's anything like like the 
bring it out a little bit. That's that's it. Anytime you find something new, I don't give a shit, and I will crap on anybody when it comes to people like a new wrestling too. If you find something that you just got into, oh god, the best part is finding all the new stuff with it. Like I didn't know that existed. What? Oh, oh. That's why anybody tells me no. I've never watched wrestling. I'm like, oh, child. Here, let me give you all the best of wrestling that you need to watch now. Here's the second best of wrestling that you need to watch after. Here's the third best of you know. It, it, enjoy it. You could. That's the fun part because you find new things and you get to live that excitement more and more and more. Each each video you get to click on. God bless so, you, internet. Just just to tell you that that's that really. match I was talking about. It's over the top wrestling, <laughs> and it's Jordan. It's it's David Starr versus Jordan Devlin. And watching the promo uh, for the match, I sh- I shared it on Twitter. I reshared it. I was like, "Yo, this is so." <laughs> no, I was like, WWE has like makes great video packages, but this one video package rivaled that one. I was like, "Yo, fuck WWE for a minute. I gotta go check out <laughs> over the top wrestling." <laughs> I know that's another great thing about the internet. It's just, it's never been easier to get your product out there. Yeah. And get eyeballs on it. There's just so many ways. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. And everyone's always on their phones. Yeah. What you're saying is you're, you're, you're available and WCF is available on all those platforms, right? Jeez, Absolutely. Plug! <laughs> 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 Yeah, but like you're saying, the internet is is very good, helpful. Also, with the fact that like technology is really advancing to the point where, yeah, if you got a good phone and a creative mind, you can pretty much shoot a damn good promo on your phone and rival some of the shit coming out of WWE. Because let's be real, some of their intro music lately is just MIDI music. So if you got somebody that knows how to do some music on a computer, boom, there you go. Which makes it fun because you're like, oh, I heard this really good intro when I was at this local show. I wish somebody in WWE would do that one. So I, I enjoy that there's like a wider array of fun stuff coming out too in the other it, promotions. It's funny that you mentioned that because I was actually thinking about different promotions like video packages and everything else like that because – other than NXT, you don't see really compiled video packages or promos <clears throat> that highlight a rivalry or highlight a story that's being told and everything. And one that always sticks in my mind was like with with quality because you know if it, it years later if it's still like people talking about it aside from the video package that I was in for NXT Johnny Andrade Anonymous. <laughs> For uh, last year, um, I still I love you so much, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I'm awesome. I know. Anyways, but no <laughs> one, that stick, one that sticks out in my mind still to this day was the video package. Uh, it was really well done. It told the story in brief synopsis, just in case if you missed it. But it was uh, the first time Jeff Hardy was fighting Randy Orton for the WWE Championship way back on Raw, like way, 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 way back then, like 2009, 2010, something like that. Um, because it had a song that I that I still remember in to this day because Tops. of that video package. What was that? Was it Rooftops? But the yes. celebration song. Hell yes. yeah! You were yeah. It was that oh, video package. Yes. Like, that, was a, just, that was Jeff Hardy. 
something like that. Yeah, but it was just Jeff Hardy had just come back and everything had a really good IC title run rivalry with uh, Johnny Nitro. Umaga had a little bit of a thing with Edge and well, right. thrust into the scene with Randy Orton. I remember it because it was like he was getting more and more daring. He you know did the swanton off the scaffolding onto Orton and everything. It was just it was a great promo package, and now you don't have really any of that. So, no, like yeah. For me, like another another one that stands out would have been Rock and Stone Cold with a Limp Biscuit in the background. Like that video package was my amazing. favorite video package <laughs> by far. Check my absolute out. favorite. Oh my god! I just okay. think about that too. I was I was I was lying. I didn't think of anything really recently. The only one really recently a video package that was worth a damn, in my opinion, which. I think the only reason why they made it as epic as it was is because it was for something really, really big, was the women's triple threat, Sasha, Charlotte, Becky, way back at a couple manias ago when they introduced the women's. That Thank you! I was going to say that! I was going to say that! The package okay. was actually pretty dope. I was going to be like, that. Pa- I was going to bring that, that up, but good. you probably beat me to it, because they were talking... Uh, yeah, because I thought that one was a really good attempt at a new... <laughs> it was a newer attempt at... um hype, which damn it, WWE has to figure out doing it because they're, they're really good about being like yeah, yeah, well. But there hasn't, yeah. there hasn't really been, I think that was a Demi Lovato song, wasn't it? Uh, yes. I don't, yeah. I, I forgot what song. I, I remember it being a, a definite bomb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's it's just I don't know, it's just like, like we, I don't know. The love is, I don't feel like the love is there. I feel like people are just doing it for a job for the sake of a job now. Right. And it's like, I don't want it to be like that. I want you to put your passion and your energy into this. Like, yo. Exactly. Hire any one, four of, uh, any one of us four. Because I'm pretty sure, like, we will at least bring some vibrancy to something. Shit. <laughs> I've got ideas. I have a voice. I can talk. I can, you know, give ideas. You know. Legit, I- dude. I've always, I always joke around. About, I will be someone's manager so fucking quick. I'll take a super kick to the face. Yeah. <laughs> As like a dream. Like to be an annoying gay ass manager and just like some, get super kicked in the face. Like I just, I, I would love the feeling of being a heel and just being like annoying as fuck. Like where are the managers? You only get one. There's like Paul Heyman and like there's Lana sometimes. Like what the yeah. hell? Right. I want to be a gay Bobby the Brain, uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Like that's ah! Oh, I'm so I here would, for it. I am annoying. I could be annoying as fuck and sneaky as fuck. Like, give me a chance, someone. Let's go. Right. Funny, like, I've always thought about that, too. Like, I've always thought about, like, if I was wanting to be a guy who, like, if I was a manager for somebody, like, what would I want to be? And I don't, it's so easy to be the heel person. Like, it's, it's, it's so easy. It's not even funny. Like, you oh, yeah. have to announce. Like, you can get cheap heat wherever you go. Like, especially here. Like, yo, and Justin will agree with me. If you want to get heat here in Baltimore, all you have to do is be like, you guys came up short in the playoffs, huh? Exactly. Like, <laughs> here. Fuck the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Ooh, instantly. You'll be the most booed person in the building. I thought the Ravens moved to some city that fucking mattered. See, look, there, I'm there. <laughs> and for Detroit, I'm like, you guys haven't won anything in forever. Do you guys even have a sports team anymore? 
Oh, for Detroit? <laughs> oh, yeah, are you kidding me? Trust me, I watched Red Wings earlier. My heart broke. But you know what's bad when I'm in your town <laughs> and I'd rather watch soccer than watch your professional team. Like, damn. <laughs> damn, I felt that burn. I was like, damn, you just burned the country. Shit. Right? <laughs> right, right, right. Canada, like, only Europe is loving you right now. Damn. Oh, Wait, I, I, I legit like, and I still say this, right? Kevin Owens and Elias in Seattle. <laughs> oh, yo, fantastic. Greatest, greatest. And like my, it was so good that my friends who don't watch wrestling were resharing that clip. Cause they're like, can you believe what they said about Seattle? I was like, yo, you guys didn't watch it. It was 16 minutes of just straight Booing! Oh like, yeah, I've never seen that before. Like, I, like oh, it was so beautiful. We discussed it the week it happened and everything, and, and that was like we haven't seen like heat reaction like that re- literally since the Attitude Era. The only person I can really think of to garner that much heat for that long period of time is literally Vicky Guerrero. No, nope. oh, even this day, even to this day, no one can match her. Nobody. No one gets yeah. a reaction like Vicky. As right. soon as she says those two words, and it's on. Yeah. Like, that's that was literally the reaction during the Rumble uh, last yeah. year. Oh, yeah. Like, people were booing her instantly, and she even went off on a good... She even went out on a good note. Right. And it was just like, she's just got that it factor, that, that thing that just makes you want to, like... She has a very booable face. Oh, definitely. definitely. <laughs> All you do is voice fuck my ear hole and I don't <laughs> oh, God. Shut your mouth. <laughs> wow. You know, I mean, it was a little intense, but you're not wrong. Voice, <laughs> voice fuck my ear hole. I'm going to use that from now on. Listen, li- listen. That's a listen. good line. I watched some pay-per-views and shit drunk where all of a sudden that, I'm like, whoa, 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 who brought their crazy girlfriend? They're like, oh, I'm like, oh, shit, it's Vicky. Like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I could totally it's understand why. A moment that made me think, like, see, and that Kevin Owens Alliance moment was so heated. But, like, when Tommaso Ciampa came out last year, no oh, music, yeah. you just... You felt yes. That. You felt that heat. You felt life. the boo oh, at home yes. if you weren't there. The literal hatred, because he he came back right during the time that they were doing the tapings here in Atlanta. Oh and man! So I was there for the second time around when Johnny was giving his goodbye because he lost that match that day. Um. Okay. The literal hatred was. <laughs> palpable. I could, like, I could not, like, my boyfriend was sitting next to me in the the theater, and I could not hear him. Because <laughs> everybody, because I was trying to talk Yay. to him, I couldn't hear him. It was literally, I don't know, I don't remember how long they showed it for either, but it was for a hot, like, good ten minutes. And it was just non- Stop. It was wonderful. I'm like, this is how you know you fucking made it. It's like, damn. Like, I was just laughing at, like, first, you know, booing and everything, and then after a, re- after a while, because, you know, I'm like, I'm a woke mark, quote-unquote. Um, I was just laughing, because I'm like, this is wonderful. This makes me so happy. 
Because I, I know that I just know like the people in the back are loving it, and I know Tommaso is loving it. Oh, but, right. Yeah. So it's just, and it's, it's, when you see moments like that, you know it makes you miss how things used to be. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's like it, it, those moments they stand out to us is really cool, and then you remember that wow, it used <laughs> to be like this all the time. Yeah, right. We used to have these moments all the time where it wasn't a fleeting feeling. We used to, yeah, we used to have. Do you guys want some member time. berry? Shit. <laughs> I remember. Right. I remember like I was I remember I was talking to a kid and we were playing Xbox and he was like, dude, I fucking hate Randy Orton. Dude, I fucking hate I was like, dude, you have no idea. I fucking hated Rachel Ramon. He made me hate him. And then it was cool to hate him. And then I hated it even more. <laughs> right. I was like, you don't know nothing. I was like, you don't remember the, I was like, you'll never remember the day that Hulk Hogan turned heel because you weren't alive. Uh, <laughs> like, the day that took us in our middle school course. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember middle school that day with like a uh, whole bunch of those guys like automatically like coming in the next day with like WCW shirts instead of WWF shirts and everything. I remember that back in. Kelly Middle School. Oh, oh, good old Kelly. Garbage. Oh, cool. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> I love that bull. Uh, how do you tell? How do you tell Martin and I had a great old education in the Metro Detroit school system? One it wasn't, even, that, it wasn't even a bad education. It was just no. the people there sucked. Yeah. Oh yeah, our, that our means. Wait, 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 wait. They, don't say past tense. They still suck. You no. just don't happen to live there anymore. I do. I can verify. Are... The sucking is still there. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, East Detroit school systems. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, I... legit, though, I do remember that, though. I remember the, the, the shift because being, like, one of the few chick wrestling fans in that damn yeah the damn school. Like, yeah, I remember uh, the, the split once. Uh, I think once it was interesting. Happens... Yeah, yeah, dude, because like legit, I it was funny for me because I was a WC, I was a WCW fan because I I love Sting, oh, right. and then okay. it was for me I, because I loved I loved uh, China as a heater, and that's where I was like, oh bitch, I might be switching to WWF, like, and that's what brought me over to them. It a lot of people had um okay. the Stone Cold stuff. For me, it was yeah. the fact that like WWF figured out how to have a female wrestler and not make it boring. Whereas, like, WCW never did. Like, realistically, mm-hmm. that was, like, one of their weakest fucking things that they did. They had any, a- any, any of their female wrestlers, they didn't put on any in there. Th- then they femaled, like, oh, hey, let's feature a couple Japanese female wrestlers at oh. the beginning of something, at some point, at yeah. some time. They, they had Alundra really Blaze, who was yeah, decent but, and actually good in the ring, but, but then they were but, like, fuck that. There was I nobody never- else. There was the barely nitro. anybody else. Dancers was the nice yeah. nitro. Yeah, you had the nitro girls, that. and I mean, yeah. like, I loved because I I used to go with my sisters to all the different shows. I went to a bunch of nitros, but you know, pay per views, all the excitement. Blah. Used to go to meet meet all the meet and greets and shit. But when WWF figured out that China was a good heater, is when that changed for me. Like that's where my whole thing changed, and and, and I went, oh okay. So you mean that, like, oh, they don't need to be a dancer and they don't need to look like that? They can literally just pick up a dude and throw him? Oh, okay, WWF, I'm watching. 
Now let's see what they do with Nia Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, let's let's we we've we've dabbled in all of that for quite some time. Let's get some uh let's get some Justin opinion along with your guys's. Um, really can't go into a whole bunch of Raw SmackDown NXT and two of five, but we do have. I do believe this is probably the final card for Elimination Chamber, so we're gonna go into that and talk about Raw SmackDown NXT. Um, for the last couple minutes that we have. Um, so we got some matches already confirmed for Elimination Chamber, which is not this Sunday, nope. but the next Sunday. And it's a big one. It's a big pay-per-view. I know it's it's funny because it's right in between Royal Rumble and, and Mania, but uh, the big headlining Fastly. match, the big headlining match is the Elimination Chamber match for the Women's uh, Tag Team Championship. Yeah. Uh, that's being revived. I don't know why they're saying it's the inaugural. Uh, to me, it's being revived because we are not going to discount, you know, the Glamour Girls. Thank you. So <laughs> I remember. Uh, so we got you Nia Jax. I I eat my member berries. Uh, <laughs> women's wrestling has always been my thing. I don't know why. Yeah, you, oh, hey, it's because hey, I'm gay hey. AF. Well, yeah, and I, and I have a vagine, so that's maybe why there we both are into it. Woo! <laughs> Nia Jax and Tamina versus the Riot Squad versus Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville versus the Iconics versus Bailey and Sasha versus Naomi and Carmella. Uh, let's just start with you, Justin. Thoughts, opinions, who's going to win? Okay. Well, for one, I think it's dope that they're bringing back the Women's cha- Tag Team Championship. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I see... I can see either the Riot Squad or Mandy and Sonya coming out of this one with the titles. I think the 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 obvious choice would be Bailey and Sasha, but I think they're saving that one for Mania. Okay. Okay. Um, Jubaka. That swerved my idea a little bit. Now that I'm thinking about, it. I would like I would because I didn't think about that because you put you let the first winners be placeholders. So they at least get the opportunity to say they're the first ones, but you still get Bailey and Sasha to get them at Mania. That would make sense. Get a happy, good feel moment. Yeah, I it, Riot Squad, or I would like to see the Iconics, but for some reason it makes sense. I feel like they're going to go with Nia Jax and Tamina because they're just like Nia Jax hungry right now. But I want, I would, lo- I it makes the most sense would be for me personally would be either Riot Squad or the Iconics. Personally, I know it sounds weird, but the Iconics, they've been a damn great tag team. They deserve it. And it would be awesome to have them be a, if they're going to be, if you're going to put a placeholder title, put it on them. Give them the opportunity. You've been kind of like just having them to the side anyway. So you've packaged them as a duo, so might as well. Cliff. I would have said the Riot Squad only if Ruby was in. The rice. If it was Ruby and Sarah, I would have definitely said that's who it is. But it's not. And now you got <laughs> my idea got changed too because I was like, oh yeah, it'd definitely be Sasha and Bailey. No, I don't think so. Now I think that that's good. It's right. Great. I didn't. It, I didn't even think about that. I'm just gonna say that the future looks to be iconic. Ah. That's what <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> I. I can see one of two things. I, I can see one of two things. For, personally, for me, like my, my heart wants the Iconics because yeah. I've been a hardcore Iconics 
fan since NXT. I love them in the house shows. I, I think they're just fantastic in the ring. Severely underrated. Um, love them to death. I can definitely see a swerve happening. Um, especially if the Elimination Chamber match is on last. If, if yeah. this match is last. I can definitely see Ronda and Ruby having their match earlier. Clearly Ronda winning over Ruby. Uh, Ruby coming into the chamber somehow and securing the victory for them, preferably or probably against Sasha and Bailey. And that will and be, that leads up to the that will be your lead up into Mania. Yeah. No, that's a good one. That's, that's good. good. Yeah. I see, but see, here's the problem. Yeah, remember. Like I, said, I got great ideas. I can read into the shit because I'm a creative as fuck. I want to be a booker. Like I said, that's great booking. The problem is, WWE doesn't always do great booking, so. <laughs> like, see what kind of shit show they give. <laughs> like, that's, that's an, that's an easy thing to go to, it's... and then we can build into Sasha and Bailey later on. Yeah. Uh, it's Mandy and Sonya or the Iconics, but I definitely feel like Mandy and Sonya, since they've been building them up. Nia and Tina, yeah. I feel like, even though that's probably, a heavy thing to do. I can't really see much into it, especially if they're going to go with Nia wrestling against guys. Yeah, since they did that how that how show, right, 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 right. Like, against um, Dean. And plus, I can see Tamina wrestling guys too because don't be, don't get me wrong. Like you know, I would like to see her over Nia. Oh yeah, Tamina because is Nia, much Nia, Nia for me, um, I feel like needs to go back and get a tune up because oh. she gets a little too in her head. Or two over cap. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I mm, mm, I got a lot. I got lots of opinions. I got lots of opinions. Moving on, because even though I, lo- I want to talk about you know the women's match as much as I can, uh, yeah. Ronda and Ruby. I mean, can we do, can, let's just get this one? We all agree, Ronda. We're not dumb. Yeah, yeah. Duh, of course. I mean. Okay, I mean, it's, don't get me wrong, Ruby definitely deserves a title because she is fantastic, but clearly that's not what's going for in Mania. So Ronda, yeah. easy win. Um, yeah. Buddy Murphy versus Akira Tozawa for the Cruiserweight title. I feel like this is a throwaway. Uh, yeah. I don't feel like yeah. Akira's being pushed to anything. No, which is sad. No, no. Buddy, uh, Akira's fantastic, but Buddy's on a roll right now. Yeah, this seems like a toss match. I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't take the cruiserweight title off of him. No. no, I don't see really them pushing anybody to be that like successor to Buddy right now. Like I really I don't. Agree. Not Akira. Yeah, like but you know what? I, if, I have to. I have to give credit where credit is due. That match on two hundred five between uh, Akira Tozawa, Leo Rush. Uh, Frederick uh, Alexander. Uh, Frederick Alexander, and, uh, really? Yeah, Fred- <laughs> Frederick. <laughs> um, Cedric, is this another one? Cedric, man, you're yeah, again. I did, I did, I did. <laughs> Cedric, sorry. Um, and uh, God, who was the last person in that match? Reginald. Uh, remember the name of the last person in that match? But anyway, so yeah, it was, no, it was a great showing by all four four guys. Um, and I definitely thought, you know, being the first person eliminated in that match definitely told me that if they really start pushing him in the next couple of weeks, like, should be in the main event. 
but he should be in on the on the pre-show of WrestleMania. Oh, it was Umberto Carrillo. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it, was. Yes. it was New Boy. Yeah, <laughs> it was New Boy. It's weird that he's on there too. I feel like his role right now is equivalent to Heavy Machinery. Like he's just like he's there. He's great as he's great as one on one. Then they put him in these forum matches so that he doesn't lose, but he doesn't really win either. So he's kind of like. He's well, really I, think for, I think for him, since he's so new and everything, and he got brought up really quickly out of uh, out of NXT, uh, yeah. like, um, he's super adorable. Like, just you know, out of out of out of my book, like he's definitely got a look that I'm just like, hello. Um, <laughs> but his his athletic, his athletic ability. I don't know what that noise was. Whoever made that, good job. Um, he's got some really good athletic ability, and again, I'm not watching him just because of the appeal. Like, legit, he's got like the athletic ability there. I just feel like they're definitely, you know, testing the grounds to see what they can do with him, and you know, really getting a feel of like his his potential range. Um, I mean, apparently yeah. Triple H saw something to where he was just like, "Nope, we're moving you from NXT to 205." So now I guess Vince is going to have his eye on that as well. Who knows? But um, yeah. I never trust it. I just don't. Aside from Leo Rush, I don't see them building really anybody up against Murphy. No. But even then, heel versus yeah. heel is weird. So, um, let's see here. Where are we at? Uh, let's just go right into the weirdest match, in my opinion: the Usos versus Miz and Shane McMahon. Like, what's what's going on here? I uh, I have all sorts of feelings about. Are we gonna get like a turn? Like I don't know what this Miz and Shane storyline is going to, but at the same time, because it's so like vague, I don't yet really have interest. Well, I would say we we know a turn is coming. We know one of them is going to turn on the other, and yeah. I'm betting it's going to happen when they lose the tag titles. Yeah, I don't think they're going to lose the tag title at Elimination Chamber, but I think. The turn is going to come when they lose the titles because one's going to blame the other. That is the question. All right, is is McMahon going to turn to be heel with the rest of the family, or because to me, like Miz just technically kind of turned face ish. I don't mm-hmm. like face Miz. I don't like yeah, face it Miz would make sense. Yeah, it so would. I make would sense. rather Miz turn on Shane. Yeah, it would make Shane sense. Turn on Miz. It would make sense to have Miz uh, turn heel on Shane. I'm gonna be honest. I just wish match wasn't happening because I'm sick and motherfucking tired of everything having McMannery. Everything has to have a McMahon in it. I don't understand the storyline. Why the fuck is I get it's an easy. How the fuck did Shane become? Well, yeah, it's just. It's, it's just, an easy focal point to put hatred towards because yeah. of the fact that rich, powerful, well-to-do, handed but, everything, blah, 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 blah. It's an easy thing to grasp hatred towards. But that's not, that doesn't seem like what they're doing with this storyline. And this, that's where my fatigue comes in. Is if, it, if you're going to make it to where you hate the McMahons, hate the McMahons. But like you have this weird storyline where it's Shane vague. is like the, the not, the not shitty one, but sometimes he's shitty. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. No, like, I'm pretty fucking sure he's still Shane fucking McMahon. 
I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure that he's pretty sure alive. he came from. Pretty sure he came from Vince. I'm pretty Probably. sure he also drove like an ambulance into Kane. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, like sure that happens. Like I, 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 I think the thing that frustrates me about the WWE sometimes is like they, they think that we, we all had the soap opera memory loss. Where we whoa, who, who, who are you? Where am I? What happened? No, it, clearly we remember that he did some really stupid, shitty shit, and he was in the annoying, an annoying snobby brat back in the day. Like right. that doesn't ju- like yeah, okay, you get okay, we get it. He went away and he matured. That's what you're trying to tell us. But now you're having he get away and he matured, and he's still getting to be entitled and getting to do a lot of matches right. that maybe people that have wrestled for a lot of years could do. So that's where, we, where my fatigue comes in. Where are we at? Where Justin, who who do you got? Um I'm going McMiz. Since that's the official team name. They would give us a gross name to even hear. McMiz. I feel like that's an S T D that you're Yes, oh, specifically be. in the McDonald's bathroom. Julie, who you got? Um, yeah, the McDonald's bathroom STD. Okay, Cliff. <laughs> I just, I just caught the McMiss. Yeah. <laughs> well, the okay. ice cream machine is broken. <laughs> um, and so far, so yeah, we did four matches. The last one that's on the card right now is. Daniel Bryan versus AJ versus Hardy versus Mustafa versus Orton versus Joe for the WWE Championship. And another one that we kind of don't know where it's going, and I kind of hope that we're not getting number 17,402 uh, match between Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles. Mm, right. I think we are. I, I kind of, no, please. This has been going I... on for almost a half a year. <laughs> I have a feeling like I have a feeling that Samoa Joe is going to is a possibility. To be honest, it's I for some reason I have this the way booking has been. I have this odd feeling that it's going to be Samoa Joe, but they're going to make Mustafa Ali look like he's going to get to the very end because of the push that's going on with him. So then what going to be Daniel? Because they just introduced a new arc with Rowan. Yeah, it, uh, you, that which is fine. I, th- I, do, I for some reason don't know about them being in the champ. I don't. I, I, I have a. I don't know. I feel, have a feeling that they're going to go off and do their own thing, not in the title contenders. Does that make sense? Like I don't necessarily see. I don't necessarily see Daniel Bryan. Coming out as champion from this, I mean, it's possible it's going to, but for some reason, I have this. I've been every every time I look at it, the way this is set up, I just Samoa Joe's name keeps coming out at me, like, "Hey, that's who's going to win this shit." Wait, don't get me wrong; it's definitely it's been past time for him to win. Yeah, something like yeah. a title. Like, yeah, fuck. Right. That's why I'm just saying, like, it, this just, could this could also just be my logical brain taking over and saying, like, well, logically, Samoa Joe should fucking win this. So that means they're not going to do it. But, like, here's the question. <laughs> like, where would you go from there to Mania with Joe as champion when you've clearly been building Brian? 
Oh, you can still do bro. Uh, you can still do Joe and Brian. You, Who's you your can... face? Daniel just turned, and Joe is too solid as a heel. They're if this makes sense, you, if this makes sense, I think if you're gonna try, because because back in the day we used to do heel versus heel, face versus face. If you're gonna try it, that's the people that you try it with. Yes, because because you have two people that are 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 good good on the mic. They're good about making people hate them, so you want to hate watch that match. Hate what? This isn't hate fucking. Uh, with your with your <laughs> eyes, it is. With your eyes, it is. Okay. <sighs> but legit, no. But legit. When you think about it, there's been matches so back in the day. I'm learning so much about Julie's sex life right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but no, legitimately, there's been matches back in the day where you didn't give two shits about the 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 either one as far as they were your favorite wrestler but you watched it because you knew they were two good wrestlers and they were going to do a great match and you're like oh i want to see who's going to fuck the other one over i would do that with those two so that's why i have a feeling like even if it's somehow daniel i have a feeling samoa joe's going to be the one that comes out of this because as much as they want to build the aj style shit i think they're starting because the fans aren't the fans don't seem to be as into it as they were at the beginning all right and, but when you see Samoa Joe come out, there's like, whoa, shit, ah, whoa, you know? So yeah. I feel, I have a feeling like if you're gonna do the, ch- tr- if you're gonna take the chance on heel versus heel again, these are the two people to do it with because you have two capable wrestlers who, if you don't give a shit about what comes out on the mic, you'll give a shit about what's in the ring. Right. So that's so what you got. Um, this is a tough one. I, I would it be- is. I'd like to start off by saying I would be perfectly okay with any one of these individuals walking out with the WWE Championship. I love even, all of them. Even Randy? But, really? <laughs> really? Randy I'm, on the Orton thing? I'm biased because in Randy Orton... I'm biased because Randy Orton is my favorite. I'm biased. I mean, don't, I'm, I'm a big Orton fan too. Like from from the hot abs to the tats to, <laughs> to the, the, the I'm gonna kill you suicidal homicidal like attitude, and I'm I'm all he's for fantastic. it. Don't get me wrong, but when he when he's motivated, he's one of the best. But I will say, Daniel Bryan, I'm sorry, the new Daniel Bryan is the best <laughs> thing on SmackDown right now, and I think it'd be very foolish to take the championship off of him. He's yeah. on too much of a roll right now. Right. So you're going to go so with? I'm going with Daniel Bryan retains. Hippie vegan. Got it. Cliff. I'm going, I'm going with the, the 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 hippie vegan with the hemp belt because I like that belt. Yo, <laughs> right, bitch. I want let's one. Let's legit talk about this. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Uh, it's fucking amazing. Dude, it's so awesome. It's I want to. Well, of course you do, you vegan hoe. Well, duh. Like, to be honest, <laughs> last week, last week on SmackDown, when AJ Styles said, "Did you smoke the prototype?" <gasps> I, <laughs> I cried laughing. Right. So good. Great line. All, but all you need to do is like go find that flat Earth again, there, AJ. Oh, oh. I have feelings like this belt that. is flat. Like you and your theory. <laughs> Snap! Um, I don't know. It's, I think that was like great promos. <laughs> it's hard because I can see, I can see three people like like Julie said, and I can see three people winning this. I can see Daniel retaining. I can see Joe win it. I can see AJ winning it back. 
Um, if Joe wins it, it's definitely going to merge into probably a triple threat between Daniel, AJ, and Joe at Mania, which, you know, I, I can only get so erect. Um, right. If Daniel <laughs> wins it, we're going to get, an, I think, a new challenger at Mania. I don't think it's going to be Joe or AJ. Um, because personally for me, I have to disagree with Julie. I don't see Daniel and Joe working, um, even though they're both being pushed really well. And if it is AJ, again, I can, I can, if AJ does win it again, I could probably see some sort of like triple threat or fatal four way happening, um, with AJ, Brian, Joe, and Hardy. So that's, I, this one's hard, but you know, I really want the, the ride to continue with Daniel. If this makes sense, I hope they don't do the multi-million bajillion people in a match, though. I hope they stick it to just two people, because as much as I like having them feature um wrestlers on their roster, sometimes it's like, oh, okay, I didn't know Teddy Long's doing all of the booking now. <laughs> I Normally, I would agree with you. I, I, don't, I don't mind it, like, if it was something particular with this match. Right. But just in general is what I'm talking about. Like I'm no, kind of like I get you. I get you. Uh, Normally I would agree with you, but yeah. this match to- would be fine w- with them doing uh though. With, but with in regards to Mania building up to it, and specifically like I know we're fantasy booking at this point with that match, like Joe Bryan Styles Jeff. I would much rather have them in a Fatal Four Way or Triple Threat for the title. Than them being shoved into a battle royal where it doesn't fucking matter. They're too damn good to be shoved into that type of battle royal scene. Which is, or, or not even on the card. Let's right. just be real. With Mania looming around, they're going to be part timers. They're going to, you know, Brock's got to have his moment. And there goes the spot, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Shane McMahon, there goes his spot. Even though, he's oh yeah, I mean, if this makes sense, Mania, I always expect to have a million fucking cross matches of that. I'm just talking, it seems like that's what they're doing all the time now. There's like five people versus five five on five match. Fatal four away. Triple threat match. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, but every once in a while I like to see, I like this, and this could totally be a personal preference and I'm totally fine with that. But for me, every once in a while, I like to just see one on one or even if it's a tag team, one on one kind of deal. I like to see a story being told by two wrestlers and their ability to 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 tell it with the moves that they know. And right. sometimes when they have a million people in the in the match, it becomes a spot fest. And like, don't get me wrong, I mm-hmm. love spot fests. I mean, come on, I, I was a cruiserweight fan back in WCW and all this shit. And back staring at ricochet. Yeah, exactly. Like I love I love spot fest. Like the next person, but I I sometimes it does become like. Okay, who we got? Oh, uh, uh, or, or because they have so many people in the, in the ring and you know their moveset, you go, okay, here comes a super kick, here comes this, here comes that, here comes that, and you can predict it. And that's not, that's not cool as far as like from a, from a fan point. I get, sometimes I get sick and tired of being like, okay, so they're going to pick them up, they're going to do doing some bow and drop. That's going to, that person's going to kick them, that person's going to do an elbow drop, and that's how we're going to win the match. Well, that's because we're marks. Well, but the, yes, you're not wrong on that one. <laughs> but on top of that, though, there should be at least someone because you know there there there's always been times in wrestling where there's the repeat, but then they mix it up. 
Right. But, like, I'm predicting yeah. too many matches and how they're doing and how they're going to do stuff. Like, I mean, we're just now waiting for them to call Char- Charlotte Flair for the, the, the fatal, the, the, the triple threat at Mania, but right? is that because... Like, is that we all knew because... that was going to happen in general, but, but I'm just saying, like, they're becoming predictable in the way that they want their stuff. Well, you I mean, know that's what I mean? just because it's stale story writing. And we're, that's we're, what we're I mean. right and back to where we started in the beginning of the show. Uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah, we went a little over, which is fine. Um, Justin, thank you again for taking the time. It's been about an over an hour. Thank you for taking your time again uh, for joining us. Uh, definitely would love to have you on again whenever you're free and able uh, to oh, you know, talk about what's going on. You know what's what's new in WCF and what's going on with you and everything else like that. Um, I, I'm pretty sure I could speak for both Cliff and Julie and the rest of the Franklin Culture team that it was definitely an honor having you on and thank you for giving us the insight and you know again taking your time out of your day for joining us. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure. I'd awesome, love to come awesome. back anytime you'd have me. Anytime that you want, man. All you gotta do is hop on. Uh, a little less Jubaka. Uh, that yeah. is Julie's Instagram. Follow her in all of her progress of losing that weight. You're down 50? 70, bitch. I am sorry. We are down 70 pounds mm-hmm. from the yeah. time that she started this venture. Please yeah. go encourage her. Watch well, her rise, fall, struggle, have fun with it. It's also on top of it, because we talked about it prior to the podcast, um... With wrestling and stuff like that, head injury stuff, I- I'm very open about that journey as well. So if you've ever heard of your favorite wrestler getting a head injury and you have some questions about that, hey, that's literally the protocol that's my life now. So I can also answer questions about that too. That's the other thing that you find on my Instagram is I would talk about brain injury stuff very openly. So Brain injuries, mental health, juju yep. is about that. Then Got to have- talk about it so no one stays in the closet about it. Secrets, people get scared. Education kills ignorance. Exactly. Uh, CM under no CM Miller underscore eighty five on pretty much any social platform. Uh, and also you can find Cliff along with Jubaka uh, on their podcast, Get the KO, where they discuss Woo! UFC. Also can find just Google Serotonics and start buying their stuff. It's they got new shit. Oh, uh, just kind of give a quick heads up. Uh, starting actually yesterday, we started taking pre-orders on our new uh, thermal hoodie. So it's out. Um, it's God, I just I love it. It's one of my favorite things now to wear, and I wear it religiously now. Obviously, because it's it's my brand and I support right. that brand. But it's also um, it replaced a hoodie that I bought four years ago, and I just I love my tap out hoodie, but. It got replaced by uh, my new hoodie. So I unfortunately, think Julie is going to order like seven. I think Julie said she was going to order like seven and wear them all at once because you know it's like fucking Arctic winter right yeah. now. Oh yeah, my it's god! Like made right, sixty over there. <laughs> Bitch, right, I, I have a travel blanket. Okay, for what? <laughs> like legit, one thing that no, like one thing that never came in mind about losing weight was like, oh, bitch, when you lose weight, you get cold. So now I got a travel blanket and like welcome, 25 pairs of pants. Welcome to getting skinnier. Yeah, you know, cool. Oh. Woo. Don't, uh, don't, forget and... that, don't forget that you guys can also check us out uh, on here as well with uh, Nerds of the Round Table. Yes. Ah, yes, the new one. 
And then, as always, and anything on Frankensteiner, Frankenculture, we're always on WordPress, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Just catch us there. That's where you find me. Uh, Until next week. Yeah. Thanks, everyone, for joining in. Peace out. Bye, everybody.